Good evening and welcome to the Skilled Trades Podcast. I'm your host Cal, joined with me as always is my co-host Dave. How's it going guys? It's been a bit of a bit of a busy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't record last week but things kind of got in the way of that. But Yeah, work's been pretty busy. Uh, I was on call last week so didn't quite work out that, that, that we could have a podcast but that's why I had it today. Yeah exactly. Um, we've been fairly busy at work as well. Um, it's starting to slow down or I shouldn't say slow down but we're starting to get caught up now on our jobs. So we went from being behind on our jobs to being somewhat managed and caught up now so that's that's a good feeling to have a bit of a breather after having such an incredibly busy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a record fall for us for busyness. Really? So it's, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy this this year. So I know on the on the service end at my job, um, COVID has played a little bit of a part into it um, as further restrictions come along and, you know, people are staying more at home. Service has slowed down a little bit. It's to be expected. Uh, but you know, calls are still coming in. Guys can still go out and do work, which is good. Everyone's keeping busy and, you know, hopefully, you know, things are, can only go up from here. Yeah, exactly. I think we're pretty much at rock bottom here. So yeah, I I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's at least we're still considered an essential service. So, I mean, what would people do without heat and without power? Right. You know, I I won't forget it actually when, uh, when, when Donald Trump said, that plumbers were essential. <laughs> I, I won't forget that. I definitely shared that post a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, we... I've been doing very much the same thing the past couple days, or past week. Mainly been roughing in garages and workshops, so... Not too much interesting stuff there. It's pretty run-of-the-mill. Mm-hmm. So I think we kind of decided that the theme of this week's episode would be tools. Yeah. Because I think you, we can talk just forever about that. Yeah, tools and some van talk, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I actually, a couple of weeks ago, I finally broke down, took my van home and gave her a good cleaning. <laughs> I remember you showing me pictures before and after of that. Wow. Oh, it was, that, was, that was like night and day difference. Oh, that was absolutely nasty. I couldn't get to my back door over all the, all the random junk piled everywhere and now I can actually get to my back door. So, <laughs> but I think that's just what happens. Like I know for myself, if there's been a day where I'm running tons of service calls and my van's getting full of stuff, it just happens. Like one example is this last week went to uh, um, reconnect a bunch of stuff at uh, an insurance job, and it's like yeah, I had a hot water tank, I had flex duct, I had a bunch of parts, uh, toilets, toilet stuff. Um, had a toilet and supply lines, like everything. My van was packed full. At the end of the day, yeah, it was. It was just like this is, this is a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. And it's like I spent a, a good chunk of time emptying everything out. Because for me, I don't know. I can't go home with a messy van. It. I don't know. It just. It. I just. I just can't. Yeah. I guess for me, it's. I don't take my van home, so at the end of the day, it's like you know I'm just gonna lock this sucker up and worry about it a nec- another day, but. <laughs> For me, it too often goes, yeah, I'll do that the next day. Yeah, I'll do that the next day. Yeah, I'll do that the next day. And then it's like, oh, 
It's piled to the ceiling. I can't look out my back window. <laughs> so I guess to to start, what kind well, what kind of van do you have? What year is your van? Uh, my van is an 05 Ford E two fifty. So three quarter ton. Uh, back door doesn't work from the outside. Uh, there's a big dent in the driver's side door, but I've pounded that one out a little bit. And, <laughs> and I mean, it's actually about 70 kilometers away from turning over to 200,000 kilometers. Wow. So it's had a new tranny put in it before. Um, it's been around the block. It's our oldest van in the fleet, but she she still runs. Yeah. If um, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. And it's... One, one of uh, the other guys that I work with, his van is in worse shape than mine, inside and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drove that one a little bit this last winter while he was away at school, and I don't know. It's like my van isn't insulated; his is. It has spray foam in there, but the spray foam just looks—it's old and mm-hmm. just looks like trash. And I don't know. His shelving isn't as good as mine, and I mean what. To be honest, or to be fair, his van was disgustingly dirty when I got it. Okay. And I figured, I'm not going to clean it for him. Right. Like, I'll clean it up (laughs) a little bit so I can still operate out of here, but I never gave it a cleaning like I do my van. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the van I have for now. Um, Definitely underpowered when pulling stuff. (laughs) But... I was actually just talking to the bosses this weekend. They just said that they're phasing out the vans that we generally use. We generally use the GMC Savannas and the Chevy Express. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're, they're the companies are stopping making those. So Really? Apparently. that's Ford has completely stopped with the E-Line. Now they're just making the Transits. Which aren't actually nice vans. They're nice vans. It's just, I don't know, we've... We like the old, we, we're old-fashioned, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, I, so. I mean, same with my company, too. Um, all, all the other service vans are GMs or Chevys, and uh, I'm the only one that drives a Ford. It's a 2010 E250 with just under 100,000 clicks on it, and uh, that was, I was the first one, or the second one, to drive that van. Um, the service tech before me, he went and got a he got a, a cube van fit a little more stuff in there i know he he's a service tech so i have i've rearranged a lot of things in there but it gets very full mm-hmm. and i know next summer um once i have uh, refrigeration stuff in the van tanks manifolds pumps that kind of stuff it's gonna be a little bit bit tight i'll have to rearrange some things around in there but i like my van um it it definitely rides pretty comfy. Yeah. I, that I like. And the cab has a lot of room. Uh, I, I put a roof rack on there this summer. so or, or ladder rack, I should say. Put a ladder up there, and it's got um, six-inch pipe to put all my pipe in, and everything in there, which is super nice. I don't have to carry that on the inside of my van. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I know uh, vans that I've used in the past, like the first company I worked for, they actually... They had shelving along both sides of their van, and when you open the side doors, there was a massive toolbox in that drop okay. area, yeah. and then they had a, the bed of the van would slide out. Really? Yeah, it was rated, I think, for 1,000 or 1,500 pounds, and you could pull it all the way out. 
Huh. Which was handy, but it kind of gave you a limitation on height and width and stuff like that. What kind of vans were they? Uh, they were Chevy Expresses, and those actually, the side panels, you could pop them open. Really? So, that uh, I'd never heard of. Yeah, it, they're, you don't see many of them, but all of our parts and stuff we could get from the outside of the van. We would just pop open the side, and the, the side panels would lift up. And then we could get all our parts from the outside of the van. So then we didn't really need the middle space so so much. Mm-hmm. So we could load that up with wire, whatever we needed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my current setup, I really like what I have now. I just have the one shelf that goes front to back on the driver's side. So that allows me to put big rolls of tech in there and stuff like that. Um, I like it like that. I mean, there's definitely... I would like to improve it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still debating whether or not to get Milwaukee Packer, which I know you have. Yep, uh, 100% get it. Um, I got that this summer. It was on sale at Home Depot. And, I mean, I I bought the big Milwaukee M18 kit that comes like in that contractor bag. Mm-hmm. I just had a really hard time keeping things organized in there. Because yeah. I, like, I had that... Whatever comes in that kit, I think it's like a seven-piece kit, plus a bunch of other stuff that I just kind of threw in there, and it just can't keep it organized. And I finally broke down, bought the pack out, and that is the probably one of the greatest things I've bought. It's organized now. Everything has a spot. And one thing for me is being on service, and I do um, you know, HVAC and plumbing, is you have to have a lot of a, a large variety of parts yeah for for both for both sides and one thing what i wanted to do is try to get as much tools off my shelves i'm a little bit limited on shelves but i tried to squeeze as much stuff as i can on there and i i love my pack out and ju- just recently for um for my birthday um uh, my group of friends they got me the the cup saw kit the pack out cup saw kit which is perfect i love it it might, it's like sticks on there nicely with the rest of it. It's it greatest thing ever. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys should have seen this this guy's face when we told him <laughs> first of all to guess what was in there, and he's shaking it around. He's like, I just don't know. I was like, okay, well, start opening it, and he starts opening it, and he's feeling around, and you should have seen his face light up. He goes, I know this clasp. Yep. As I know I this clasp. It, as soon as I felt it, I was like, yep, this is a Milwaukee Paco <laughs> thing. I knew it. Uh, and they were like, okay, go ahead, open it up. And yeah, he was super pumped about that. So yeah, it had a lot of the bigger cup saws in there that I don't have, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I, I just thought of that because I I know that's something that I've definitely thought of buying it's nice to have those bigger cup saws. I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest one I think I have now on my van is like a four and an eighth, which I use to cut in lights. And that one I just have in my, my drill bag with some of the other odds and ends just to kind of keep it organized. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to fill up my tech bag with that. Um, I also have two, just a smaller, like the electrician's hole saw kit and another small one. Mm-hmm. And those I just have stacked on top of my screw organizer. But, I mean, it's nicely organized, but I would like to still have it in a packout or something. Especially, yeah, if you do a lot of, con- like, new construction or, like, um, 
what what I found for mine is when I, I was doing a couple of installs um, with our with our install crew, I just found it so handy. I wheeled the pack out out uh, out of my van. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of weight, but it's for me easily manageable to get in and out. And it's like I got all my power tools, my tin tools. Um, I, I threw my solder box on top. Like I literally have almost all my tools. I can wheel it around everywhere. That part. That was one of the reasons why, another reason why I bought it is just for for ease of moving it around. You don't have to go to the van for all this stuff. Everything is right in your box there. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel sometimes is I'm running back to the van. Even with my current setup, I have kind of things grouped into one. Mm-hmm. I'm still running back to the van for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now if I'm doing an install, I bring in my tech bag and my, my Dewalt T-Stack case, which... I have my drill in there, my sawzall, um, two batteries, a charger, and then a battery on my drill and my oscillating saw. Mm-hmm. They're all. I have a certain way I I figured out I can get in there, yeah, and it fits. <laughs> but then if I still need my circ saw, then I still have to go back to get that. Or if I need another charger, then I still have to go back to get that. And then I still have to go back to get my screw organizer and my pails of staples or morettes. So it would be nice just to kind of centralize a lot of those things. I know one guy I was working with on one of our bigger jobs, he had that. And like his little tool pouch with his hand tools and stuff, he Mm -hmm. just put that in the Paco crate on top. So you can just quickly grab that. And then everything else, like his bigger tools, he just had in the lower portions, which is super nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of tool pouches, which one do you have? I just have the the Milwaukee, I think it's called a technician's bag. Okay. It's a bit bigger. It has a nice big plastic base on it. It's not the pack out one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using that one for probably two years now. Um, I was using just an open top tech bag, but... I was tired of all the garbage falling in there and tools falling out as I got more tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one actually has a rain jacket built into it. Oh, okay. So on the back pocket, there's a little zipper and you pull that out. It's like a, a hood that you pull over the top of your your bag. So if it's snowing or raining out, that it doesn't leak down into your and, into oh, your main compartment. And rust your tools. Yeah, it's, it's super nice. Um, the zippers are quite broken on it already. And in the lid of the pouch, there's this little compartment that's made for bits, Mm -hmm. which I saw breaking right away. I knew it was going (laughs) to break, and sure enough, it did, spilling all my bits inside my bag. So it's definitely not the best design pouch, but for the time being, I like it. And then most of my hand tools that I use, like my number one and my number two square, um, or Robertson, and a Phillips in a small flat, my needle nose, linesman, my adjustable pliers, uh, all that kind of stuff I just have in a little Dewalt pouch, which I can quickly slide onto my belt. And then I just, if I need to, I can clip my meter to that belt. Um, and then I just put my impact on my other side to help balance out the weight. So that's kind of the setup I like to run. I know a lot of guys like to put all their tools into like a full-blown tool belt Mm -hmm. but i just find that very tedious like if you're just running in somewhere or if you're doing light repairs which i do a lot i find it easiest just to grab this little pouch in my impact 
and head up in a lift rather than put on my tool belt and go up and then I have so much more stuff and I have limited room to turn and stuff like that. Right. So I don't know how much you use uh, tool belts and stuff like that. Um, I don't. Um, <clears throat> I, I'll never forget the... Well, I'd been working at the company I work at now for... May, I'd worked there maybe a week. And uh, one, one of the journeymen I was working with one day, he had this... Uh, it's a DeWalt's kind of like a side pouch kind of thing. Okay. It, it, it's got a couple of openings in there, and and he had that, and it, yeah, it had his measuring tape, uh, utility knife, uh, marker, pencil, pen, and he had a little screwdriver in there. And I worked there maybe a week, and I went to to Canadian Tire, picked one up, and never looked back. I have that thing on all day, every day. It's it's so handy. A lot of guys don't like to have like that, that weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really heavy, but it's a little bit of weight, and. I, I like that. Um, me, personally, I don't know if I could ever actually have a tool belt. Yeah. I think, I don't know, for, for, for what I do, I don't think it would be practical. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, tool pouches, what I have is, um, right now, I have two that I use. Um, I started the, I guess you could call it hashtag veto gang <laughs> at, 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 at my work. Uh, I was the first one to ever get a veto. I yes, yes, I jumped on that train. <laughs> I I start off with a a, T, a TP4B, which is just a small little pouch. It held most of my you know small hand tools, uh, meter had a couple extra parts, screws, marettes, stuff like that. I had a nice pouch in the front, kept you know miscellaneous little wrenches um, uh, here and there, uh, a couple of leads for my for my multimeter but overall like that was probably my like that's my favorite bag um on top of that as well i just recently got the the veto tech pack mct which is a closed top which i realized that that's i like that compared to the open top Mm -hmm. and i i like i definitely like that it's a little bit bigger i can have a little bit more more stuff in there but yeah, I I I jumped on I jumped on the veto train <laughs> and I don't know I like it it's good, they're good quality bags uh, I got a deal on mine and a bunch of other guys once once I got the first one then everyone everyone was kind of like oh you know that bag is just too small or whatever but sooner or later they came around they're like oh <laughs> the bag's actually not that bad yeah but um I I I like my veto stuff and another thing I got for um for my birthday as well it was a it's a husky it's a pail like a five gallon pail organizer like something that slips over the pail okay so it has like little pouches all the way around and stuff which i found more than once already super handy um like the insurance job i went to had all my supply lines through some plumbing fittings in the pail um it was super nice it's organized for for me just throwing everything in a pail and it's just like you have to dig through the pail don't like that at all yeah and I found that that pail organizer is nice. Yeah. I I definitely that 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 was really good, um, tool for the van. I don't know for me it it things have got to be organized. Yeah, yeah. I guess for me, like when I get supplies for a job, usually we always have an overabundance of cardboard boxes at the shop. Mm-hmm. So I'll just designate one cardboard box. Okay, this is where all my supplies go into. 
And that way it kind of helps me with mm -hmm. keeping inventory for job sheets, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Which I like to do as well. Yeah, and it's always nice to have a spare box for garbage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I know when I cleaned my van, I also cleaned out my, my tech pouch. And I, I kid you not, I probably cleaned 20 pounds of garbage out of there. <laughs> Just screws and panel knockouts and stuff like that. I picked up my pouch afterwards. I was like, my goodness, this is a night and day difference. Because like beforehand it was like you picked it up and was like oh i think you need to pop a rib or something <laughs> and, and that's what i learned very very early on in the trade too i was like if you you know walk up to a customer's door and you're like leaning all the way over because your pouch is so heavy it's like imagine like what what that's doing to like your elbow and your shoulder yeah all you know, right and your back and whatnot and it's like if you can i tried to make it a little bit lighter on myself because it's like i'm gonna be here for a while so yeah. this is, you know, and that goes back to our previous podcast of where, you know, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess one thing I had wanted to mention was my oscillating saw. Yeah, I know. You, you talked, you've been talking about that thing for uh, quite a bit already. Yeah, I uh, I had to do a job um, at the mall in town here where we're based out of and there was, I had to put in a new plug. And it was like this, I'm not sure even how to, it's almost like a particle board, click veneer, weird, it's some weird finish. Mm -hmm. And I knew I couldn't cut through it with my drywall saw. And I called the shop and asked and they're like, well, yeah, we have a corded one here, but I've used those corded ones before and they're just so loud and they don't work the best. So... I just broke down and went to the store and, and picked up a brand new DeWalt XR oscillating saw, tool only, and that's one tool purchase I've never regretted. It's it's so handy. I, I use it so often now and my saws all way less. Okay. Because it makes a nice smooth edge. Uh, it's very controllable. Uh, just today... I was at a customer's house adding uh, LED disc lights in her kitchen and after I had used my drywall uh, cutter to cut my holes in the ceiling then there was one by fours in the way and I couldn't properly get the driver or the light to go into place so when I went up into the attic I took my oscillating saw with me and I just trimmed the one by fours away and it's just, you have so much control. Like, I didn't even cut through the poly when I cut through that one by four. Wow. Like, you would just feel the edge of the, it cut right through the edge of the one by four, and you just pull back right away, and there was not even a nick on the poly. And for you southern U.S. guys, I'm not sure if you guys poly anything, <laughs> but uh, this attic that I was in today, I kid you not, in some spots there was three and a half feet of blown in insulation and I had to dig through that to find where my lights were and then repair the poly everywhere and it was it was a very it was a very strangely built attic and I had to crawl in there and get my lights wired up but no that oscillating saw has been a big lifesaver for me it's cutting outside plugs uh, through the plywood I used to just trace it out and then use a spade bit, mm -hmm. make holes at the corners and then connect the dots basically with my sawzall. Mm -hmm. But 
I'd always still get an ugly hole. Yeah. Whereas now, I just trace it out, take my saw, and just zip it out. Nice clean hole. Yeah, bing, bang, boom, you're done. I know that's, it's been a tool I've been, I've definitely been thinking about. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I like to buy tools. Yeah. Uh, I always say, you know, <laughs> buying tools, it's, it's kind of like doing drugs, you know, <laughs> it, it gives you, it gives you that high, right? Yeah. And it's expensive. So it's, it's basically like doing drugs. Yeah. Except for, you know, without the, all the negative consequences. With, with, yeah. Well, it, well, it, well, it depends if, you know, you get your credit card statement at the end of the month. And yeah. Like, oh, regret. But then you, but you don't regret it though. Yeah. Because I mean, you gotta, you gotta spend money to make money, right? Yeah, exactly. You have to pay to play. Yeah. And no, when I, when I first started out, I was buying, you know, all brush D, Dewalt stuff. And then I had to, cause the first company I worked for, you know, they supplied us with, uh, Sawzalls and stuff. And that was when I was in the dark side using Milwaukee. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the when I switched companies, then. I kind of asked, you know, do you guys supply the saws and stuff? And I'm like, no, you have to have your own. Then I figured, you know what? I'm just going to spend the extra money and go all brushless. And I'm so glad I did. And mm-hmm. I know just recently, Amazon Prime Day, I was just figured, you know, let's see what kind of deals they have on Dewalt stuff. And I managed to snag their best brushless quarter-inch drive impact for 80 bucks. Holy. Yeah. Canadian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that that's a steal. That was a steal. And uh, the other day, I saw one online, tool only, 150 bucks. the guy wanted for it. And I was like, wow, I sure saved myself a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. So, and that thing, my other impact wasn't shot. I just wanted a little more power. And with a three-speed select, it's super nice. You switch it to speed one for just putting in screws that you don't need to make super tight. Mm-hmm. So that's super handy. Uh, speaking of impacts, uh, recently, uh, in my previous job, I as as a mechanic, I had I had the brushed uh, Milwaukee uh, hex impact. Uh, you know, it was it did its job. I didn't need to upgrade. It did its job, so I just kept using it. I uh, started having troubles with it. So one of my other coworkers, he's a Milwaukee guy as well, and he got the. The Milwaukee Surge, okay, a little impact, and he's like, you should get this one. And I used it a few times. I was like, I like that thing actually. So I bought it, and that is a great impact. I like that thing. And yeah, it's got the three speed, and it has a separate speed for drilling, mm-hmm. which is super nice. It's got plenty of power, and it's much more compact. Um, one thing also in that I, I feel like sometimes I like to try you know, go against the grain of what everyone else in my company buys. <laughs> uh, one of the things is my Milwaukee transfer pump. So I'll, everybody else at uh, where I work, they have these Liberty pumps, like to, you know, drain hot water tanks and stuff, which we, you know, we do a lot of, but um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to try cordless mm-hmm. and they kind of all, you know, was like, that's maybe not the greatest idea or whatever. And because, you know, with the harsh winters and everything, but I mean, I it hasn't gone super cold yet. I haven't had any issues with it yet. But I got the Milwaukee transfer pump. I got the kit when it came when it went on sale. Came with a battery and a charger. And yeah, it was more expensive. But I like not having a cord. And, yeah. I, and there has been times when when uh, doing different jobs, 
uh, we were at a, uh, a grain elevator nearby here and there was no water anywhere like where because we were like on top of the elevator servicing a unit there so there's no water anywhere well are you gonna run a 300 foot extension cord to the bottom yeah it, it's not possible and there was no outlets around there so again we 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 got 25 five gallon pails full of water brought them up there used my transfer pump pumped um to like a, a nozzle to clean our, the units up there and it's like it's it's a job like that where you couldn't have done that with a corded one yeah exactly and i definitely let everybody at work know that that you know <laughs> that that transfer pump what came you know it came in clutch for sure yeah gotta do a little flex on them exactly <laughs> i think some of them they're like yeah yeah i guess maybe you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's i i don't know there's some tools out there that i've i thought about it's like ah you know will it be worth my money i know mm-hmm. dewalt they they were the ones who came out with it first and milwaukee followed a couple months later with a it's a cordless wire stripper it's for oh. stripping big cables. It looks like an impact. Okay. And you can set, uh, you know, what size your cable is and how far you want to strip it. And you just stick it in there, pull the trigger, and it'll strip the wire for you. And I thought about it when I was doing, you know, a lot of new farm services and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know when they showed the advertisements, it was like, oh, look how much faster and cleaner it is than a hook knife. But I was like, you know it's a lot of money to spend on something that I may not use in the future. And I'm very glad I didn't because now it's like what I do do for service wire for me to grab that tool out of the van and set it and everything. Mm -hmm. I could have stripped twice the amount of wire with my hook knife. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. I know for, you know, upcoming spring next year, uh, I'll be doing a lot more, uh, AC work. So, I'm going for for my my level one this this coming winter, um, so then by ne- by next year I'll be able to to handle Freon and stuff like that. But the there too, I mean, there's so much with the all the electronic stuff you can go wireless stuff. Um, you know, I know there's 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 always the debate between Testo and Fieldpiece. Of who makes better wireless wireless probes? I kind of like going that route, but we'll see for next year. That's there there too. Do you want to? Do you need to spend the extra money to get the wireless ones versus you know ones uh, the the traditional ones which were perfectly fine. Yeah. But you know it, it it really comes down to you know well, yeah will it be worth it? Yeah, and right now I'm looking to get a new meter and I don't know. Some of the older guys that I work with, they they swear by the fluke fork meter. It's like, you know, this is the best thing ever. But it's like, I don't know. I had a commercial electric and I was very happy with it. It was a bit big and the leads weren't quite long enough, but it did the trick. Um, I know one guy that I used to work with, He he's actually working for uh, quite a large company they deal in pork processing he's their maintenance electrician and he because the company pays for all his tools he went out and bought the most expensive fluke meter he could it has like wi-fi and everything wow so Fancy. he he can clip on at one end of a barn and walk to the other end of the barn with his meter and get readings 
How does that work? I don't know. It has something to do... I don't know. It's amazing technology, but it's like $900 for a meter. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess if the company's paying for it, I mean, maybe well. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's it's stuff like that. There comes a time where you have to... You have to still reason with, is the price worth it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And that, it comes with a lot of things, too. I know when I got the pack out, a lot of the guys that, uh, or some of the guys that work, they're, you know, they're like, well, why'd you spend all that money on, on something that just sits there? But I, I told them, it's like, it doesn't just sit there, you know, it it's in, it like increases your efficiency, everything is organized. I can carry it wherever I want to. I have to make less trips to the van, but different people see it in different ways, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone has a different way of operating. Mm-hmm. Um, def- one thing I, I will post probably tomorrow is um, I took a picture of the of the actual very first uh, tool pouch I had right when I walked in the door on my first day. And uh, I took a picture of that, and uh, I'll definitely post that tomorrow too, with uh, with with what I walked in there on the first day, <laughs> completely green. Um, I all literally the tools I had in there were some from my toolbox I had, and some that I had by you know reading you know different articles, forums, watching YouTube videos of like what was what was in their tool bags. And I kind of got some stuff, yeah. but that grew very, very quickly. No, definitely in the first week of when I started out as an electrician, I definitely bought a lot of tools. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the first few paychecks went went to paying for tools. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. But you also mentioned before about a book. Yeah, uh, one book that I would definitely recommend, um, you know, technicians that, you know, maybe not don't work with, you know, boiler systems very much or floor heat systems. Um in that in that matter uh is it a book it's called pumping away by Dan Hollihan I think uh definitely it, it reminded me to to let you guys know about that book cuz today I went to a boiler that we had installed or sorry repiped a bunch of it uh about a year ago and I went there today it was just kind of a check up make sure everything's working fine make the customer any questions or anything and that kind of got me thinking that uh, that book, like when I first started, my my first winter, I was with the company. One of the journeymen said, read this book and like it'll change the way you look at boiler systems, um, which it has. It's a great book. It's simple to understand. It's put in simple terms. It's got lots of pictures. Definitely recommend the read. It's called Pumping Away. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't read it, <laughs> but probably, probably not. No, maybe some interesting toilet time <laughs> material. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot of good literature out there. I know uh, one really good book that I sometimes even still find myself referencing to is uh, Delmar's book for motor controls. Um, that's actually a super handy textbook that um, for going to school. Like for level two, three, and four, you need to have, and there's a lot of good information in there to be had. Um, sometimes you know it's just nice to get a little refresher, look mm-hmm. look up some of that stuff. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of good material out there, but there's also some pretty bad material. Don't trust Instagram, guys. <laughs> I know I've seen 
I know I've seen some uh, some stuff that guys post. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, but that's wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's there's a lot of lot of stuff like that online, and I guess when it comes down to resources, um, there's a bunch of Facebook pages that I follow. Um, I know a few plumbing pages. Um, uh, HVAC Hub is great on Facebook guys post their pictures of installs and you know give a bunch of tips that was one of the things that one of the technicians told me at my job he said if you if you have facebook subscribe you know like the like their stuff and i've honestly had a lot of good information come off that uh, off that page definitely recommend that as well yeah i guess on like instagram stuff for electricians it's a little bit different yeah, you guys a little bit of a different breed. Yeah, it's either, <laughs> oh, look at these nice wires, or, oh, look at this absolute dog turd work that someone did. <laughs> or it's ripping on apprentices. <laughs> or, or that. Or that. But, I mean, I, I know I follow a few plumbing pages, too, and it's just like, it, it's the same thing. It's like, look how crappy these pipes look. Look how bad this is plumbed. Hey, look at that nice system there, yeah. right? I'm not sure if you uh, if you saw what local non-union posted this morning about apprentices needing to take a poop. Yeah, um, that was. <laughs> He's like, we're like, take take my keys. Yeah, take my keys and goes takes a dump in the back of yep. his van. <laughs> I I laughed so hard at that one. I I, I wonder if there would actually be an apprentice that would do that. I don't know. I I think I think if that if an apprentice did that, I think he might be staying at that job so you don't getting dropped off on the highway somewhere to walk home yeah something <laughs> i know there i've worked with guys who didn't care how far they had to drive to find a bathroom or they've squatted left the job site and went and squatted in the bush um you know for me i you know try to take care of business before i mm-hmm. go to work i hate using customers bathrooms yep I hate using porta potties. Oh, those are I will. I don't think I'll ever step into one of those unless I absolutely have to. I've definitely stepped in my fair share of them, and there's nothing worse than Poseidon's kiss. <laughs> that blue kiss of oh. gross water is. So, <laughs> but I mean, there is something satisfying with stepping into a freshly clean porta potty. That just hits a little different. It hits a little different. <laughs> but when you open that lid and the turds are almost at the top, it's it's a Gross. little raunchy. Gross. Or when it's minus 40 outside and you're sitting there, you need to take a poop, and that wind is coming down the stack and blowing on your butthole. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just, you know that you're not in a great place that day. <laughs> <laughs> you're desperate <laughs> that, that's what happens on a monday morning yeah yeah i've definitely had that oh it's just like it's freezing cold and the porta potty isn't heated some job sites i've had it where they actually insulate the porta potty like they put a blanket over it and then they put like a little ceramic heater in there i'm sorry but the ceramic heater is the worst idea you can have because really? it's blowing straight at the poop tank and then guys go in there for their smoke breaks, so it just smells like warm poop and cigarettes. <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> I actually did not know that they actually had heated porta potties or that they heated porta potties. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's I don't know. For working in the field you just run into so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's especially if you're working, you know, 
kind of rural area or something yeah. and you just can't make it to the bathroom. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. You know, I've heard stories from guys I've went to school with where they lost a good chunk of their socks because they forgot to pack toilet paper in their van. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Cutting strips off the socks and hammer down. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. I hope I never have to do that. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, I hope I find some shop towels or something. Or just hold it in. Yeah, exactly. Just rip back to the shop at the end of the day as fast as you can. Yeah. The bathroom is locked. Come on, I need to go. (laughs) At which point you just go into the women's washroom. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. That's, there's only so much a man can do while waiting for the can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think that's been a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. A little bit of tool talk and a little bit of workplace experience. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of comics about porta-potties. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I mean, I can't just, I still can't get over the fact that they actually have heated ones. I, I'm still just trying to wrap my head around that they actually do that. I think it's probably for the painters. Pro- oh, yeah. Painters. Oh, yeah. It's those got, guys. It's got to dry, guys. Yeah, it's got to dry. <laughs> yeah, we need to have it like 35 degrees in here. It's not warm enough in here for yeah. us. It's for the tapers and the and the, and the the painters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, on that little rip, I think then we should wrap up this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a good evening, and then uh, hopefully we'll catch you Catch you next week. We'll see how our schedule goes. Mm -hmm. And you guys stay safe out there and carry on blue collaring. Yeah. See ya.